Welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. This podcast is dedicated to helping attorneys earn more money, get better clients, and spend more time with family. I'm your host, Alej Yajnik, founder of Law Firm Success Group. Smart business guidance for small law firms begins in three, two, one. And it's my pleasure to welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage, Catherine Zarate Delaney with Zarate Delaney Law. Catherine, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining the podcast today. I am looking forward to chatting with you. We don't often time get a chance to just kind of chat. So this will be great. I know you wear a lot of different hats. And I know a lot of our attorney entrepreneurs that are listening also have multiple roles they're juggling. And just to put things in perspective, take us through you know all the different hats that you wear, not only as an attorney with a thriving practice, but some of the other things you're doing too. Thank you. Uh, so I am the uh, founder and the uh, principal attorney for my firm, Zarati Delaney Law. I've had my practice since 2014. And I am also the general counsel and CFO for Tenbound, a company that my husband uh, co-founded with me two years after I started my law firm. He saw how much fun I was having and he wanted to do the same and I wanted to support him in that role. I'm also a mother of two beautiful boys. Uh, They keep me on my toes. Um, I'm a very engaged mother. And so I do a lot of volunteer work in connection with their schools. Um, I used to be uh, a school board member um, uh, for Jefferson Union High School. And then I realized that uh, public service starts at the home. And so I focus on my kids uh, for the time being, but I'm very community oriented and very active uh, professionally too. Wow. And uh, tell us a little bit about the type of law that you practice. Ah, So my firm is an employment uh, employment uh, advisory firm, <laughs> and I do workplace investigations. So I'm an employment attorney that does workplace investigations. Uh, I occasionally uh, uh, help individuals, but for the most part, I'm an advisor uh, for my clients, and I give clarity uh, to what they do. And what's the geographic area that you cover? Uh, California specifically, yes. Wow. But um, my, a lot of my clients are in the Bay Area. Uh, although I uh, do, uh, I can work uh, for uh, the, the Southern Cal. Uh, most, uh, you know, most of my clients come from the Bay Area. Wow. So, because workplace investigations involves interviewing, and a lot of that can be done on Zoom, but sometimes you have to be on site as well. So, there's travel involved too. Uh, there could be. Ever since COVID, Zoom has been the primary means of investigations. Um, but yes, when investigations need to be in person, I travel to uh, where the uh, where the worksite uh, is or uh, to a neutral location so that people feel uh, comfortable. And uh, there are other clients that have California uh, worksites, and they may not be California employers, but that's where uh, I work with other uh, other sites, uh, and, and, you know, that may have a California work site involved in the investigation. Got it. So you're balancing a lot of different things. You've got, you know, your own law firm, which is doing really well. Uh, you also have your role with your, with Tenbound, uh, which is the startup that you and your husband are doing together. And then you're also not only just a mother with children in school, but you're actively involved in the school, which is kind of like a part-time job on its own. So question I have for you is how are you able to, like, let's say you're working in your law firm, how are you able to focus 
that time on your law firm without these other things just kind of getting in the way and disrupting your concentration? It's a constant <laughs> process that I'm continuously improving. Um, I am forever tied to my planning system. Um, I have uh, ever since I think uh, early days of high school, <laughs> I've been using the Franklin Covey uh, planner system. Um, but uh, I also have been integrating that with uh, the systems, uh, the blocking system, the time blocking, um, the systems that uh, you know I've incorporated as a result of being the GC of a uh, <laughs> of a startup type, you know, um, consulting in you know firm for technology companies. So Slack, Asana. I think it's really just strategizing at the very beginning of my week, uh, how my week is going to unfold um, and trying to carve out the time that I need to bring in revenue <laughs> and then also juggle everything else. I must be honest with you. I, it's not perfect. And I'm constantly tinkering with things and learning from uh, people and best practices. And obviously, I'm working with you and learning uh, how to streamline it even better. Well, you know, I, I think it's really awesome that you have not only not only have you stuck with the system for so long, but you have since then customized it and added to it. And all the people I know that are really good with time management, you being one of them, do a really, really nice job of creating a system that works for them. And they, don't, they haven't created it overnight. It's taken weeks, years, sometimes decades to create a system, but that system works for them. And I think that's important for everyone who's listening is... You know, there's so many time management systems that are out there. There's reasons that the reason that there's so many is because different systems work for different people. What you need to do is find one that kind of works for you and then tweak it so it absolutely works for you. And one thing, Catherine, that you mentioned is your your planning session at the beginning of the week. Tell us a little bit about what you do during that planning session. So I have one, two, three, four, five, six buckets. I have a bucket for clients. I have a bucket for leads. I have a bucket for 10 bound, bucket for admin, business development, and personal life. Uh, so I, 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 I put in all my tasks, categorize them by priority, A, B, and C. And then I identify when I need to do things as much as I can. Um, and then I check them off as I go about every every day. I try to check in every day of the week and see what I need to do. I box the things that I really, really need to prioritize, even though things are A, there are tons of A's. <laughs> and they seem to always be there. And if I can't seem to get them off my list, I put an arrow and put it for next week. So it's, but it's, it usually takes me a good half hour at the beginning of every week. If that's a Sunday or Monday, um, I try to do it. If I miss it, I think those are the, the most chaotic weeks of, you know, if I miss that time. So I really try to do it early in the morning on Monday, if not before. Awesome that you do that. And thanks for bringing up what happens when you don't do it, because that's a clear sign that it's a good tool for you. If when you don't do it, Everything just kind of it turns into a train wreck. And for those of you that want more information on the system, uh, I think the first time I encountered it was uh, when I was reading The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. And I think he took that and built it out into the system that you use, Catherine. One of the things I love about the system is the ABC priority. One of the challenges my clients have had is everything ends up, like you said, everything ends up being an A. And it's like, oh my gosh, well, it's all just an A. All I do are A stuff. And that's it. And I don't even know which A stuff to do first. So one of the things that that we do when we uh, work with our clients on time management, 
uh, we'll teach kind of a modified version of that where you do the ABCs. Um, but you also then do one, two, three. So if you think of, let's say you've got, I don't know, 15 A tasks, numbering them one to 15 in terms of importance, what that does, it's a really hard exercise, but but what that does is it makes it really clear that the person creating the list will have like an A1 task and an A2 and an A3. Those are the top three things that they should then go off and work on. And so adding that extra level of prioritization, some more clients have found that that really helps them kind of break through the, well, everything's urgent and everything's important kind of situation that they find themselves in. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And what I, what I, what you helped me in particular, Alay, is the time blocking, because there's one thing about having all the tasks. It's another thing about actually carving the time to do it. And so as much as I like to just have uh, an hour, you know, certain hours for uh, talking to people or meetings. It just, the reality is that it doesn't happen that way. But every week at the beginning of every week now, I, I block the time where I need to generate revenue. So that's been working uh, so far. So thank you, Ole. Awesome. Well, thank you for being so awesome with it, Catherine. Time blocking, just so you know, it doesn't work for most people. I don't know if you know that. I don't know if we talked about it when we were going through it, but it doesn't work for most people. Did you know that? I felt it because it wasn't working at me. It wasn't working for me at first when I had a fixed blocking system. But ever since I uh, made it, it just, it just, it's flexible. It depends on the day. Then that that's been a lot more uh, workable for me. Yeah, that's the key. I'm so glad you're implementing that. And um, if you're all looking to implement that too, you know, part of that is built into the 2010 five rule, which you've probably heard me talk about on the podcast before. Um, which is where an attorney typically should spend their time if they're owning a small law firm, 20 hours of billable work, 10 hours of business development, five hours of law firm admin. You add all that up, it's 35 hours. It's a pretty good week. And we use that as a diagnostic tool for a lot of different things. Catherine, I've known you for several years now, even before we started working together. And uh, take us through kind of the last several years, because I know they've been they've been pretty impactful for you. Pandemic aside, um, you've taken on some new responsibilities and it might, might've gotten tempting to push your law firm off to the side. Maybe I want to hear about, you know, what it was that made you keep that still front and center and get those billable hours in. Oh, thank you, Alay. That, uh, reminds me of <laughs> the roller coaster ride I've had for the last few years. Um, it actually started in 2018 when I discovered workplace investigations, I did not realize how how much fun it can be and how passionate I am about uh, what I do. And uh, I would, and the epiphany came when I woke up and I, was, I realized, gosh, I have my dream job. You know, <laughs> I do. I have the flexibility. I, I wake up wanting to do the work that I do. It, with my husband's company, and it's, it's really our company, but really this is his brainchild. Um, and I feel like I've struggled with doing what absolutely love which versus what I need to do. I need to support my family. You know, my husband's front and center in my life. He has a dream, he has a vision and I want there to be be there with him. And I know oftentimes there's a there's a conflict between what I need to do for my firm and what I, you know, need to do as 
the CFO slash GC of his firm and totally different skill sets. And I think, you know, it took and it's still taking <laughs> time to find harmony, you know, between them. But I think um, what's keeping it together and what what what's helping me do all the things I need to do is, you know, being able to manage my time, prioritize things, communicate and work with people, you know, like you to help me identify ways to make things more efficient, to systemize things. And so I've systemized processes, not just through my firm, through, through TenBound, um, and it's helping a lot. It's taking a, it's taking a lot of time, uh, the foundational work. It's not, uh, it's not easy, but it's, it's totally doable. And I feel great about where, we, where we've come, how far we've come. Awesome. Well, yeah, you're making fantastic progress in the systems you're putting in place. Or It's a great start for systematizing your law firm. The other thing you've done is you've started to use um, contractors and other resources to offload your time. Tell us a little bit about, about how that's gone for you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> at first, it was um, daunting, you know, to think about it. But I got over the the initial hesitation and it's been remarkable you know certainly it frees up time it frees up the mental anguish of having to do something that i just don't have the time to do and being able to work with some you know a montage has been awesome in terms of helping me with that process of working with contractors to start they have an amazing team i'm just so surprised that from the start you know i was connected with really quality and attorneys and you know certainly it's a it's a process in and of itself to get the systems in place and to figure out what am i looking for how to communicate how to delegate how to be a supervisor as opposed to a doer and it's you know it's taking time but it's time well invested that's awesome what were you mentioned uh spending that time to think about being a you know um what was it you said a manager instead of a doer supervisor versus a doer supervisor versus a doer yes thank you what were some of the key things you had to learn to make that transition letting go <laughs> i think um and being able to i think i need to i needed to carve out time to be able to review the work first of all and just um be able to look at it from a perspective of quality control as opposed to actually doing the work. I had to stop myself, you know, in terms of as I was getting stuff ready, I was like, okay, you're, you're starting to do things and you just got to let go. Um, but the there's a balance between giving enough direction to somebody and giving them enough just guidelines to make them successful versus not doing it. And I must say, I'm still learning it. Um, and I think what really has helped is actually going through the process and as I'm going through the process to identify ways in which, okay, I need to translate this into something where my, uh, and just, this is a product of what you've recommended, a checklist for the contractors to really go through, look, ask themselves, okay, what jurisdiction are we in? How many employees do they have? Uh, what is the client really needing? What is the client not asking, but what we should ask. So it's it's those kind of questions that really don't come in a law book, you know, or in a treatise. It's something that comes over experience. And so throughout this process, um, I'm teaching myself um, and as I try to help teach others. 
Yeah. And, and it's, it's awesome to see how far you've come because when you start looking at you know, law firm systems uh, and, and work product, actually work product in terms of quality, very differently, great things start to happen, right? The, the, a typical attorney might just think of work product quality as, well, I, I've done the best job that I can, but you're taking a different view. Now you're looking at it as my team has to do the best job they can and do it in such a way that it's going to be my quality standards. And that's a completely different way of looking at things. And that's where those checklists and those systems can really, really come into play because delegation is not abdication. And you do, I think, a really good job of saying that, that, yeah, you had to let go, but you also had to make sure that the quality was there. And so carving out that time to focus on quality control has been really good. Tell me a little bit about what that learning curve is like, because it probably starts off one way and hopefully ends up a very different and in a very different place. I think I'm still in part of that curve. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite there yet. I think it's actually a long work in progress, you know, and I think um, once I accepted the fact that this is not going to happen like in one day or one night. Um, it's just something that I'll continuously be updating and I'll just have to be, uh, be willing to deal with mistakes, you know, and, but I learn from them and I learn from my, you know, the people that I work with in terms of their mistakes and capture that, you know, into some, some document where I'm like, okay, this is how we avoid, you know, issues that, you know, we, we just need a, we just need to build this into our system so that we check it before we, uh, but we send it. Cause I, you know, as lawyers, we're like, we, we know what we, what we know, we know what we could spot. And it's like, it's easy to be in my head. Um, and that's where I have been for many years, you know, but it's now because I'm so, so, you know, I, I need to be in so many places. I, I need to share <laughs> what is inside in some way. And the magic there is you're able to do that without compromising your quality. You know, the work product is just as good when your team does it and you review it as when you do it. And, you know, over time, like if you think about things in six months, they're going to be a lot easier than they are now. You know, it may not happen next day or even next week, but, you know, month over month, that's where you start to really see the improvement and you just really start to see how the team is able to, to pick up and run with things. I don't know if we've talked about this yet, but one of the things I like to mention is that, you know, systems and checklists that keep a good team performing well, even if they're having a bad day. And that's what they're there for, right? When a good team is at the top of their game, there's no problem. (laughs) But when they're tired or when there's a lot of work going on or they're super stressed or short staffed, that's when mistakes can happen. And so by putting in the QC systems, the quality control systems that you're putting in place, you're going to be able to avoid a lot of that. And so as we're talking about delegation, I want to give a quick shot at shout out to the sponsor of the show, Get Staffed Up. Um, they are founded by attorneys for attorneys, and I'm proud to have them as a sponsor. They do virtual admin assistance for law firms. So since we're talking about delegation, this is how uh, many attorneys can actually save themselves a bucket load of time. And because these virtual assistants are time zone aligned, but yet they are uh, offshore, they are able to actually um, come on board for half the cost of an actual assistant. And uh, we have a special with them now. If you go to getstaffedup.com forward slash lawyer business advantage, you'll get $500, excuse me, off your setup 
We'll have a link to it in the show notes if you want to check it out. So Catherine, as we're thinking about your firm, what are some of the things that you're really excited about over the next year, year and a half? Oh, I'm excited about going on more vaca- more vacations. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I, I got a taste of the vacation life, you know, this summer and it, it threw me off, you know, because um, you know, it's 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 uh it's different from working, but that's um, you know, and now things are, you know, just transition-wise, it's always kind of nerve-wracking, but it was fabulous. I really think my family really needed it. We had a grand time and I want to do more. And hopefully with all the work that I'm doing uh, now, I can uh, lead, you know, have more time to take those vacations to have more personal time. Well, we look forward to working with you on that. And if I could just rewind real quick and ask you the question, what was it that kind of changed that enabled you to take your vacation? Tell us about, you know, how this came about. I needed it. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really needed it. <laughs> I really needed it. I, it was over time. I think COVID, you know, I think everybody uh, has had uh, something, you know, in terms of the need to go out to do things. Um, and uh, it's, it. we love uh, Hawaii and we had an opportunity to uh, go to Hawaii and stay longer than uh, we've ever um uh, done, you know, and have taken vacations in the past. So it was two weeks. So it was two weeks away from the firm. But that was actually the timing of it uh, was uh, right. Uh, I, I had already a contractor for a couple months. And so um, I think uh, another plug again for you and for Eric is that um, I think it was being able to have a contractor uh, there at where I could I could take that two weeks and not have to worry so much about it. Um, certainly, it took a lot of time to kind of finish up my my work and get it to the point where it was uh, something that I could leave alone. But it really was that that being able to scale um, right before we went on vacation, so that I could actually enjoy the vacation and not just work away from home. <laughs> I love that, Catherine. Thank you so much for sharing that story with us. And uh, we look forward to working with you so you can take more vacations or longer <laughs> vacations <laughs> over the next year or so. <laughs> awesome. And Catherine, if someone wants to reach out and connect with you for employment law or workplace investigations, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, they could go to my website, uh, ZaratiDelaneyLaw.com and connect with, uh, contact me through that or connect with me through LinkedIn, uh, Catherine Zarati Delaney, or uh, my email, uh, Catherine at ZaratiDelaneyLaw.com. Awesome. And we'll have all of that in the show notes as well. Catherine, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Loved having you on the program. Thank you, Alay. And that is Catherine Zarati Delaney with Zarati Delaney Law. That's a wrap for this episode of the Lawyer Business Advantage podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. And I want to hear from you. So connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you think of this episode. And if you are a solo or an owner of a small law firm, and you're looking to earn more money, attract better clients, or reduce your stress, We would love to talk with you to see how we can help. Request your free law firm assessment by visiting lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. Again, that URL is lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. 
We look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. My name is Ale Yajnik. Until next time, remember, you can seize freedom. You can embrace happiness. You can build your perfect practice.